0: tonight Lord if you want to say it I'll say it Lord God if you want me to hold back I'll hold back and Lord I pray tonight that you would just bring revelation and knowledge into this house and father we thank you in Jesus name amen I've got something just on the tip of my tongue and I I, I'm gonna share it Sunday but I feel an urge to share it tonight I may get to it that's why I just said Lord you just do what you want to do and um, some of your preachers may know what I'm talking about So as we look here to mark the second chapter, I want us to begin reading here in the first verse. We're going to read down to the 12th verse, and this is the same account of Matthew uh, 9, starting in 1. But it says, Again, he entered Capernaum. After some days, it was heard that he was in the house. Mm. It was heard that he was in the house. Immediately, many gathered together so that there was no longer room to receive them, not even near the door. And he preached the word to them then came to him bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men when they could not come near him because the crowd they uncovered the roof where he was so when they had broken through they let down the bed on which the paralytic was lying when Jesus saw their faith he said to the paralytic son your sins are forgiven you some of the scribes were sitting there reasoning in their hearts why does this man speak blasphemies like this who can forgive sins but God alone but immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they reasoned thus within themselves he said to them Why do you reason about these things in your hearts which is easier to say to the paralytic your sins are forgiven you or to say arise take up your bed and walk but you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins he sent to the paralytic I say to you arise take up your bed go to your house and immediately he arose, took up his bed, took up the bed, and went out in the presence of all uh, of them all, so that all were amazed and glorified God, saying, "We never saw anything like this." Amen, amen. I, I believe it's going to be said of the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ as people come in, "We ain't ever seen nothing like this." Amen. I think it's going to be a southern version of that text right there I think it ain't gonna be put in there we ain't seen nothing like this yet but we see here when Jesus was in the house notice what happens when Jesus gets in the house oh we talked about Sunday being the the house of healing what makes a house of healing it's when Jesus the healer is in the house and when you get Jesus in the house, the word of the Lord tells us that immediately, not, not, not delayed response, but immediately people begin to gather because you can't contain. Oh, Lord, you're just going to go ahead and say it, aren't you? But you just can't contain. I was in prayer this week, and the Lord, I was thinking about the text of Scripture that said, and I'll probably say this again because it's just that good, not because I said it, because the Lord revealed it. You think about the scripture that says, When the enemy comes in like a flood, when the enemy comes in like a flood, what does the Lord do? He raises a banner, an ensign, a standard. We can call that a dam. When the enemy comes in like a flood, stopped at the cross. He can't go any further, he's contained. And I got to thinking about the fact. When the spirit of the Lord begins to flood through the church the enemy doesn't have anything to stop the church you can't stop the church filled with the holy spirit he doesn't have a standard he doesn't have an inside he doesn't have any kind of banner he has no barrier he has he has nothing you close the door the church will get out through the windows you, you block them off in the schoolhouse and God will get, begin to move all over the place. He'll wreck the enemy's camp. He'll, he'll put one finger in the dam and another one will start leaking. And next thing you know, he's got all ten fingers and toes stuck in the leaks. And the glory of the Lord just keeps pouring out. Tried to contain the church. The book of Acts, what happened as he tried to stop them from persecution and suffering and the church just continued to multiply and multiply and multiply and grow and get out and get out of sorts and get out of comfort and get out of everything. Okay, I said it. Amen. It's just boiling up in there. I just believe, church. Notice there, there was a There was a breakthrough in the ceiling. Woo! My God, give us a breakthrough in the ceiling. The ceiling of our faith, the ceiling of our wants, the fee- ceiling of our desire, the ceiling of our natural, uh, uh, our, our, our natural world that we're living in. Oh, my God, bring a breakthrough, bring a swelling from the very fountain of life inside of us. And let it begin to grow until the, until the ceiling is broken. Amen? As we look here to the Word of God. We see that when Jesus was in the house, he began to preach the word. He was preaching revelation, word. He was declaring, I believe transformation comes by revelation. And I believe, as a spirit of the Lord, we can't know what we don't know. Andrew and I have made this covenant with one another and made it with God. Lord, we didn't desire, we didn't desire to be. Uh, ministers of physical healing though I we believe in it and we uh, we 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 long for it we want to see people healed but it's one of those areas it's like well you know there's people called to that people that that we see that that do that but the Lord began to show us that as we've made this covenant we said Lord if you can use anybody just use us we don't understand this we can talk to you about emotional restoration. We can talk to you about salvation. We can talk to you about the baptism of the Spirit, the coming of the Lord. We can talk to you about a lot of different things. But what we are learning in our journey, not that we haven't seen healings before, but what we're learning is that God is moving his people into sozo. And so that there is the healing of the body and the soul. Amen? And so as we journey forward, we're just saying, God, if you can use anybody, just use us. If, if you can use it, just if, you, if we're here and we're available, Lord God. But what the Lord showed us is this. It's not just a matter of God teaching and God uh, we receiving uh, from the Lord. It's more about the releasing of the church. Did my microphone turn off or something? It's more about you stepping out, laying hands on the sick, sending the word, and seeing the diseased heal. It's more about God using you as being released to go and do the work of the ministry of God. So, as we look here, what we see is that God is bringing a breakthrough. And, folks, the only way to get transformation is through revelation. And the only way to have revelation is you've got to be close to the revealer. It's the Holy Spirit that teaches us. And I would encourage you, let the Lord take your box of beliefs, tear the walls down off of it, and let him reconstruct that into what he wants. Okay? Let him challenge you on, on, on areas that maybe you have decided that's for someone else and not for you. Maybe it's the Lord speaking to you to say no it's for you and I want to use you as we look here we see that there are four men what happened Jesus was in the house we see it what a beautiful beautiful portrait of the church in the last days here we see that there is Jesus is in the house he's done some miracles and signs and wonders and now he's teaching and if you'll notice that Jesus will do a miracle and teach and a miracle and teach and a miracle 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 then he will teach he'll bring revelation in his word but he's here in the house and notice there's a crowd that begin to gather and they got they, they just filled up that house and There was nowhere. You couldn't get in at the door. You couldn't get in crawl in the window It was jam crammed, full of people I want you to notice also that there was some other individuals that you wouldn't expect to be there But the Bible tells us that they were there and that is uh, uh, the scribes and the Pharisees. <laughs> I, w- I Want you to look at something here. Look at look at Luke five seventeen, Luke five seventeen, Luke 5 17 now it happened and you're, the translation you're reading may, may be a little bit different but it says now it happened on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees it's the same account as we're talking about here same account Luke 5 and 17 now it happened on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town Galilee, uh, Galilee, Judea, Jerusalem and notice this and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Not just the people there. See the presence of God was present to heal everybody that was in there. Even the scribes and the Pharisees. See, the willingness of God goes far beyond what we imagine. and We, we automatically and purposely, we push back uh, religion because, yes, we're after relationship, but, but the Lord wants to heal everyone, even the scribes and the Pharisees. The presence of the Lord was there. And I thought, as, as we look at that, we need to understand, and this is what we need to know. We need not to limit God on his ability. We don't need to limit God on his ability because what happened immediately when the Lord said, Your sins are forgiven, all of a the sudden there was an uprising among the scribes and the Pharisees. In other words, doubt and unbelief was in the room. But it didn't stop the Lord Jesus Christ from healing. Now, tonight we're going to talk about. Not just breaking the barriers, but, but removing the, bar- the barriers to healing. See, there was four men, and they decided uh, that they wanted to get this friend, this individual. We don't know for sure. Some commentators call them friends. I'm sure that they, they had some sort of compulsion or love for this man. Uh, or maybe they just wanted to see a miracle that day. I don't know. It doesn't. The word of the Lord doesn't tell us. Uh, but what it does tell us is that they crawled up on the roof where very likely there was an access to the roof very likely it was in the Eastern culture the way they built the house was generally around a courthouse uh, the courtyard and there would be rooms all the way around and then there would be lattice pieces stretched across and during the and during the warm summer days they would cover that up that's a possibility or some translations say they pulled the tiles off I don't know but what we do know is that there's a, in the midst of the sermon, something up above began to happen. In the midst of the sermon, some ruckus and rattling begin to take place. And let me tell you, when the God of all creation gets into the house in his manifest presence, you're going to get uncomfortable and things are not going to go just like you think they should. Sometimes people get so hungry and so eager for the touch of God. They don't wait on the altar call They might just respond halfway There's been times and time again where people will come in even fall out under the Spirit of God and they'll just lay there And I'll just preach around them There have been times where people didn't wait till the altar call was given They just got up and came on anyway and started an altar call. It's like preacher. I can't wait for the poem I got to get to the altar so get ready because when God gets to move, moving, it's going to have an effect on people. And it doesn't matter. All that matters is God Almighty is glorified. But Now the roof is... Could you imagine the look on Jesus' face as he's looking there? And here's these four guys. And they got... I don't know, he didn't have a name either. Let's just call him Bob. You got Bob. Okay, We can't get him in the door those Pharisees won't get out of the way let's go to the window we can't we can't shove him in the window it's not big enough and who's gonna catch him on the other side what are we gonna do oh I know what let's do let's go to the roof yeah we can get him in through there so they go up and each one of them having a rope now they're letting him down read one commentary today and it said this said they had no intent of pulling him up Jesus is either gonna heal him or they're just gonna leave him there sometimes you got to get to the point of no return you just got to get to the point of no return God either heal me I'm gonna sit right here I ain't moving drop me on my head but I am not moving there are those that are in this house right now that said Lord either healed me or killed me but I am not leaving the way that I came I am going out of here different let's get to the point of no return let's get to the place where we say no more now these four men didn't have names either I want to name them tonight I'm gonna name them Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. If you don't know, those are the four men that wrote the Gospel, the good news. The Gospel's the first four books: Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And I believe with all of my heart that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John want to remove the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ is to remove the barriers that hinder us from being delivered, saved, healed, and kept safe. I believe it is the the gospel of Jesus Christ that lowers us into the presence of the Lord where we understand that it is God's will to heal. It is God's desire to deliver. It is God's desire to save. And when we do that, you can begin to see that the lame that came in on that bed will get up and they will walk out different than what they came. Amen? Amen. Now, there's a barrier that I'm going to talk about tonight. There's a barrier that I want to discuss tonight. That was all introductory. Now, see, the gospel, the good news, it removes the barriers to Jesus. Amen? See, you might have thought you knew the Lord until you start reading the Word of the Lord, and then the Spirit starts reading you. You start reading the book of, book, <laughs> the Word of God, and then all of a sudden it starts messing with you. Heard a story years ago. I've just I've shared it, but it's good. It's well, there was a man who was sitting on the street corner, and he was preaching the gospel. And here comes this scraggly guy coming up. Looks like he was just rode hard, put up wet. He was in a bad way. He just he just any anybody know what I mean by that? Just you take a horse and you ride them till you slather them up and you put them up wet. You know what I'm saying? He just was in rough shape he walks up and he's like preacher can I have that book he said what are you gonna do with it he said well I heard the rustling in those pages and I think it would make good rolling papers he got indignant and he said you what and then the spirit of the Lord stopped him and said no wait a minute go ahead and give it to him but give him some instruction he said yes you can have this on one condition he said all right he said every time you roll before you roll up that page and you smoke that joint you got to read that page He said all right good deal I I can live with that so he takes the book and the preacher goes on and he goes his merry way but a, a couple of years later he's back in the same area and he's in a church this time and he's preaching and then there's this well-dressed man walk up to him look like he's got it all put together and he said hey preacher you remember me he said who are you he said you remember that guy that was on the street corner out there and asked for the Bible he said yeah he said that's me he said no way he said yeah I smoke Matthew I smoke mark I smoke I, I smoke Luke he said but then John smoked me we had a similar circumstance. We had a young man by the name of Brian in Scotland. In Scotland, we gave him the word, and he, he, he took his Bible, and, and, and Brian came down to the altar, and he was shaken under withdrawals. And, man, he was, he was having a bad way. He grabbed hold of him, and he said, Preacher, I need some help. I said, I'll tell you what we're going to do, Brian. We're going to pray with you. We're going to believe with you. And you're going to take this Bible. And I want you to go out and I want you to read it every day. A few weeks later, Brian is still coming and he's shaking a little less, a little less, a little less. And then he catches me outside the front of the church and he grabbed me. And he said, preacher, you know what this book says about me? And it changed his life. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So as we look here to the word of God no that wasn't a relevant story but anyway we're just we're going we're going somewhere tonight there's a barrier to healing in me that I can find many times maybe you could bear witness to this as well see it's the will of the Lord to heal and I've got to resolve that in my heart but see, the barrier I'm gonna talk to you about tonight is God is limited By my lack God is limited by my lack my lack of faith my lack of righteousness my lack of performance my lack of knowledge and sometimes we feel there's something seriously wrong with us and we take on the mentality that God is a separatist it's only a select few can have what this book says they can have so we get in our mind that this is for somebody else you may see people and they may not smell like smoke but it doesn't mean they've never been in a furnace and though uh, you may not smell like death anymore it doesn't mean that you weren't dead at one time so don't judge a book by the cover. Do you understand that God is no respected person? He sees everybody the same. But see, when we get to the place where we begin to decide before, we, it's the preempting, before we even get to the altar, we're deciding whether that person is going to be healed or not healed by not by what comes from God, but what we feel we have in us. so we lay hands and we said, Lord, heal them. And I know you're not going to because I'm a worthless, dumb, and no good, sorry scum. Come on now. Can I get some witness? Lord, I didn't do my spiritual exercise. Oh, God. Give me just a minute, Lord. Give me just a minute. I'm going to do some push-up. Oh, Jesus, help me. Oh, Jesus, help me. I'm going to get to where I can actually be spiritual and strong enough I'm surprised as you are did that many. But anyway, must be the Spirit of the Lord. But we get this in our mind. Let me go pray for that person. But when I go pray for that person, wait, I gotta do my spiritual callous things. I gotta be good enough to get it. So they can have it. Let me say this to you as I catch my breath. When we get to the place where we understand that healing doesn't come from me healing comes through me healing does not come from any righteousness that I have it comes from the righteousness of heaven above of the Lord Jesus Christ I had to steal this from her and she didn't want me to share it. She shouldn't be teaching me all the time. When you live with a teacher, she teaches. But boy, she made a statement of the day and said, I'm gonna, I'm, that's mine. You use my stuff and you make it sound good, I'm going to use your stuff before you use it. We start from finish. We don't start and try to work to finish. We start at finish, folks. We start at the finished work of Christ. Now, this is my stuff, not hers, so don't give her credit for this. God created the heavens and the earth in six days, and He rested on the seventh the God that never gets tired rested was he tired no he was finished when Abraham laid out the sacrifices seven he made a covenant in that covenant the reason he did seven is because it's the symbol of rest covenant rest. There's a rest that remains for the children of God. There's a rest that we need to enter into. The earth and humanity is 6,000 years old. One day is 1,000 years, 1,000 years is one day. The, what we understand by prophetic timeline that the earth is 6 days old, 6,000 years old, and we're about to step into what? The day of rest, the millennial reign of Christ. Why is that important for you and I? It's because what we understand is that we enter into covenant with God. And when we enter into covenant, as the Hebrews would say, I am sevening myself. What that means and what it's supposed to mean to you and I is this. Is that when we enter into covenant with God, we have ceased from our work and we rest in the finished Work of Jesus Christ, and so that when Jesus said, "It is finished," He hung on the cross for six hours. But that seventh hour, He said, "It is finished. The work is complete." So we start from the finished work of God healing doesn't come from me it comes through me church it doesn't come from you there's no substance on earth it was broke through from the heavens above if we could see the gospels tearing the roof off the church and lowering the sick in before the presence of jesus so that we can understand that he has the power to forgive sin thus he has the power To relieve sickness and heal those who are diseased. Amen? One last thing and we're gonna pray. I can only give through the channel I receive, and let me explain that. As you go, preach saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, heal the sick. Cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons, freely you have received, freely give. I can only freely give through the channel in which I have received. If I try to give somebody something according to my righteousness and works... It's going to fall dead. If I try to give out of some meritorious thing that attributes some honor or glory to me, it's not going to penetrate and cause anything to happen in that individual's life. See, but religion says you got to be good enough to get what God has God says because I'm good I'm gonna give you what you never can earn see if we as the body of Christ will get to the place where and I know some of you in the back of your mind you're saying preacher you gonna let them loose and they're gonna get all wild and crazy let me tell you the Holy Spirit in the house uh, he makes holy people when the Holy Spirit is inside of an individual he'll make that person holy and they will out holy the holiest but when we say to a person you can't receive because you're not good enough then that leaves that person at a place of despair but folks what's more tragic is the Pharisee in me that when I give a preemptive thought to this person will not have because I'm not worthy what I'm trying to do is give them something from earth that only heaven can help the barrier that I'm talking about tonight is whenever I believe that my lack limits God's supernatural power are you hearing it but when you get the revelation and I know this messes with some of your theology this messes some of your because you've been taught your whole life you gotta you gotta work hard to get the good stuff of God I'm saying to you God's done the work if you just let the grace begin to operate inside of you, you'll do things that you didn't think were even possible. When you begin to understand, it does not come from you. It comes through you. It's humbling to know that it's not us. But when we lay hands upon those individuals and we pray, we're praying in the name that is above every name. And we're saying, "Oh almighty God, we just want to we freely how many in here have been saved because of your righteous works? How many in here were saved because you you just, you just got sweaty enough and you spit enough and you got filled with the Holy Ghost because you got good enough to get him? It doesn't work that way. You just get to the place where you just surrender and you just say, God, I receive. So you have freely, freely, freely you have received it get it in your heart get it in your mind freely you have received it freely give it away can we freely receive the miracle of healing now jesus asked the pharisees and i don't know that i had the answer but he said to them in that day he said is it easier to say your sins are forgiven or get up and walk for us we'd say your sins are forgiven because there's not a person in here a child of God who has Jesus in their heart you would ever refute that God does not want to save the entirety of the world you're gonna believe that to their dying breath as a child of God because that seed has taken root in your heart and you are you know that you know that you know so you're gonna say yeah absolutely Jesus Christ wants to save and he wants to deliver but I'm saying to you he wants to heal <laughs> How do I know that because he put it in his book and he spoke it to our hearts and he didn't close the book of Acts He didn't say amen at the last chapter It's still open-ended and I am not convinced that we are going to limp in in these last days And just hope we make it and hold the fort I believe the church that was birthed in the power and the glory of the Spirit of God will be the very church that Triumphantly begins to break out on every side and the river of of God is swelling and the river of God is flowing deeper and richer than it's ever flowed before. One other thing I'm going to take from the teacher of theology that lives in my house. I'm going to turn this way so she won't even look at me. We're waiting on stuff to fall that's already fallen. It's time to flow. Don't finish my stuff. You're not preaching. See, the Spirit of the Lord has already fallen. Now we've got to just stay in the river and let it flow. We need to let the river flow through us. When we can get away from the limitations we put on God, let the Lord break through the ceilings of our own misguided barriers and just say, Lord, you can use anybody just use me I'm just going to believe that Lord you're going to flow through me how am I going to do that I'm going to wait on feelings no I'm going to walk in faith I have freely received salvation I want to freely give it I have freely received the infilling of the Holy Spirit I just want to freely give that uh, the Holy Spirit's expression to you is it easier to say your sins are forgiven or get up and walk it's amazing to me that the Lord told them told the man that made reference to the bed sick bed lowered it down Whenever the Lord raised him up he said now pick that bed up and go go back to your house get that sick bed and take it to your house what you came in on is not what you're going out on where you took comfort here in this bed you're not gonna take comfort anymore and you're not gonna leave it for somebody else to get comfortable with you're not gonna find your identity in that sickness anymore you're not the sick person anymore you're the healed person can you see it you're healed your sins are forgiven your body is healed now get up you're not gonna lay in this place that you've rested in this place too long You've rested in this doubt too long. You've rested in this area too long. You've rested in a place, church, where you feel like your lack is limiting God, and God's saying, I'm not limited by anything. I can do whatever I want to do whatever I want to do it but I have chosen to partner with you and I want you to take now that sick bed and I want you to pick it up and stop acting like you're broken and start living like you're field and stop faking the finished work of God and start walking according and I want you to go straight to your house because let me tell you there's a declaration to those that were in the house because he went to the house and he's healed why because God's after the whole family he's after every single one of them he's after all of those rebellious teenagers he's after the little ones he's after the old ones I, he wants them all and let me tell you it's if we not anything we should be more zealous than hell because hell is after every single individual your lack does not limit God there were doubters and scoffers in the room and he didn't stop Jesus from raising that man just saying just second. freely you have received. freely you have received. freely give. freely you have received. freely give. I want you to stand tonight.